I had an agent join my team uh, that was doing 10 transactions a year with another team, joined my team. Within three years, she was doing 100 transactions with me. So this stuff works, but I want you to rethink what's possible with your real estate business. The real estate industry has failed to create a clear path to time and money freedom. Having helped over 5,000 families in my real estate career and coached thousands of agents to scale their businesses, I know what works and what doesn't. And my goal on this podcast is to share it all with you, the good, bad, and ugly of building a highly lucrative lifestyle business so you can focus on what truly matters in life. You won't find any hype or fluff on this show, just real world tactics and strategies that get results. You just gotta do the work. Welcome back real estate business builders, Lars Hedenborg, the founder of Real Estate B-School here. And I'm actually not sure how this episode is going to land. We just went through a season in Real Estate B-School where I did a series of trainings. Uh, one was goal setting, one was productivity, and then we did a quarterly business planning session. The goal setting workshop was one of our lowest attended workshops. Uh, we do weekly uh, deep dive trainings in real estate B-School, one of the lowest attended. And productivity, I think, was even a little bit worse. And at the same time, I was going through uh, a couple of Facebook posts. I've got a free uh, Facebook group. You might be in it. It's called Real Estate Business Builders. If you're not, definitely go check it out. I do a weekly free training in there. Uh, and I did a couple posts in there, which fell totally flat. One of them was titled, uh, Crybabies, Don't Read This. And then the other one was uh, something about having small goals, like you're being selfish. Uh, your goals are too small and you're being selfish. And uh, not a lot of play, not a lot of thumbs up, not a lot of comments on those two posts. And I want to put this a little bit into, into context. So um, I do believe that most agents play the game of real estate uh, in a really small way. And I don't think it's uh, the agent's fault. I think it's the industry's fault. The industry uh, is stacked against the average agent, right? The industry, every MLS, all the whole industry exists on a gazillion agents, each selling four, five, six, seven Top agents are selling 10 to 12 homes a year. Uh, a recent NAR study, and I don't know if this is one year old or two years old, uh, has the average two-year agent is making a little under $10,000 in gross commission income. So pretty much like one home sold two years in. The average agent is at around, I think somewhere around forty-five dollars or $50,000. So four and a half, five homes on average. And an industry veteran, which they define as 16, 17 years in the business, isn't breaking 100000 They're at like $80,000 GCI. And those are all pre-expenses, pre-broker splits, pre-advertising, pre-any expenses. So the industry itself is really, really jacked up. Uh, a lot of part-time agents, a lot of agents not really taking this craft seriously. And the reason why I think your goals are too small, and I think you're being selfish, is that maybe it could be that you don't know what's possible, right? So if you've listened to any episode, you've heard me talk about my journey in real estate. I'll just reiterate. I did a few things right in the early days to figure out how to generate high quality leads, use a very simple script to follow up with those leads, 
and time block 12 to 15 hours a week for the act of new business development. And new business development has two parts, lead generation and lead follow-up. I had a database. I did this for three years. My first, by the end of my, my second full year, so 2007 was a part year for me, 2008, 2009, I sold 131 homes for around a million dollars worth of GCI. So hadn't figured everything out, but I certainly figured enough out where I went on to, to teach other agents that joined my team how to do that. My first agent uh, came in, first 18 months in the business, he sold two homes. First 12 months with me, he sold 27 homes, doing the same things that I did to get busy. I had an agent join my team uh, that was doing 10 transactions a year with another team, joined my team. Within three years, she was doing 100 transactions with me. So this stuff works, but I want you to rethink what's possible with your real estate business. The, the post that I did in the Facebook group where I said, cry babies don't read. And I also sent out an email to 20,000 uh, folks on my email list. And I said, cry, baby, cry babies don't open, where I was having a conversation with uh, one of our members recently. And this guy was doing uh, 27 sides in the last 12 months. And his goal was to double his business. But when we really dug into it, and, and he knows our system, um, less is more in our system, right? You only need one, maybe adding in a second lead gen lever. But this guy was convinced he was doing six different things, six lead gen levers. Four of them weren't even proven, right? So we have nine lead gen levers in real estate B-School. He was doing six, but four of his six weren't even ones that we've proven out to work. So convinced that, you know, adding lead gen levers was the way this guy was not actually willing to do what it would take to go from 27 to 54 to 108, right? Doubling the business a couple years in a row when you're at that one to two transactions per month is completely doable, but not if you're not willing to follow the process. So in, in this post, and I want you guys to go in and um, in, into Real Estate Business Builders Facebook group and, and read it. I likened it to my son who actually just made in one of the top volleyball clubs in the country, uh, he made the the ones team in his age group, which is 16 ones. So he plays volleyball. He's obsessed with volleyball. And uh, he, a year ago, he I'm not sure he was going to even be able to hang at, at, at that level. He was he weighed 204 pounds. He played a bunch of uh, video games. Um, Maybe not the best parenting necessarily. I kind of just let him explore video games and um, I didn't really push him on, you know, some of those habits and the the detrimental effects of, of those habits. I let him figure it out for himself. I planted one seed. I said, hey, Anders, there could be a chance if you, um, you know, watch what you eat, that you'll drop some weight and it will increase your vertical. He's an outside hitter. And uh, in volleyball, vertical is, is the whole game. And so the last year for my son has been nothing short of um, a, a miracle. And, and not really. He just made the decision to commit to being better. And what it looked like was 50 pounds lost. He did 110 days straight raw vegan. Uh, he works out twice a week at a D1 training facility. I do those workouts with them and they are like soul shattering. 
uh, in a good way. I'm sore for, you know, every bit of the three, four days in between uh, each of the workouts. He works out uh, with a private one-on-one coach for volleyball. He uh, works out, has two practices. Now we're back in season, two practices with the team. He does jump training twice a week at RoPro, this other, you know, athletic training facility. And he's going to start stretching and, you know, he's, he's vegan. He's not raw anymore, but he's still vegan. He watches his protein uh, intake, hundred grams of really clean uh, plant-based protein every day. I mean, he is on point every day. He's hitting a volleyball. If he's not hitting a volleyball, he's watching, you know, tape uh, or footage of his past games or college games. I mean, he's really committed to, to, to being good at volleyball and to be, to put himself in a position where he could compete at that level. And it's, it's highly, highly competitive. And uh, there's no surprise that he, he made the team, right? He's doing everything required to put himself in a position to win in volleyball. So my question is, and this is, this is just something for you to figure out. And I ask myself these questions, you know, am I putting myself in a position to win when it comes to the, to the things I want in my life, whether it's in business or whether it's financial goals or whether it's in my marriage or with my children, am I doing the things necessary or am I just saying that I want something, right? So going back to the example of me talking to one of our members that wanted to double his business from 27 to 54 sides, really smart guy, probably better at real estate than I ever was at real estate. I just decided to play a different game and he wasn't willing to play the game necessary or take the constructive feedback, take the coaching. It's kind of like my son Anders. If he wants to get better at volleyball, you know, the, the coach he has uh, is a call, a D2 program. They play in D1, but they're D2 program. And he's the assistant coach for that. Um, I don't know if it's varsity or I guess it's just one team, um, but he's the assistant coach for that team. So high level coach. It's kind of like Anders telling that coach that I don't really think, you know, I should do it that way. I'm going to go ahead and keep doing it this way. It'd be crazy to pay and it's not cheap, but it'd be crazy for Anders to tell his coach that he knows better than the coach, right? He's there to learn so that he can uh, ascend. He's a sophomore now. He's got roughly two years before he can get recruited. He wants to play D1, you know, and even if he plays D2, which is highly competitive, he's putting himself on a path to be successful. He's doing the things necessary. He's working hard and he's taking the coaching. Right. So, you know, are you doing the things necessary to achieve the goals that you're setting for yourself? That's the question. If this is not about real estate B school per se, some of you are at the point where you're ready to have a conversation with us. And that's awesome. And we welcome that conversation. This is more about just you looking inward and asking yourself, are you doing the things necessary to put yourself in a position? where you can succeed at the highest level? And then are you setting goals that are scary enough that will push you out of your comfort zone and allow you to uh, develop skills and maybe break through limiting beliefs that maybe you couldn't do before? I hope it lands well with you. And, and this comes from a place of not preaching. 
but more so things I've figured out for myself. And uh, it hasn't been an easy journey. Every part of my journey has been uncomfortable. I've just gotten used to the discomfort where I know if I'm comfortable, I'm typically complacent and something in my business or my life is falling backwards. So that is my encouragement today is look at your actions. You know, are you just saying that, you know, growing your real estate business is a priority or are you actually doing the things that are required for you to grow your real estate business? I just launched a new program. It's called my million dollar agent method. It's a 90 day program. I'm looking for agents that want to absolutely crush it. So there's a $40,000 GCI guarantee. You come into the program. If you don't earn 40,000 additional GCI above and beyond what you would have uh, earned on your own, I will give you twice your investment back. So to apply for this program, go to RebsGrowthAssessment.com. That's R-E-B-S GrowthAssessment.com. Book in for a 15-minute call. We're going to figure out exactly what your business looks like now, exactly where you want to go, and what might be holding you back. The one thing that might be holding you back, and if it's a good fit for uh, this program, we'll have a conversation about it, and we'll book you in for a longer strategy session with me personally. I would love to talk to you and see if you're a fit for this program. Uh, and let's just set some aggressive goals and get after them. So go to rebsgrowthassessment.com and we'll see you over there. Much love.